0: A series with a snazzy name title. Anybody know what it is? No, all right. Serving Jesus all in, serving Jesus all in, giving ourselves. And we're looking at characters from the Book of Acts, how they serve Jesus by extending the kingdom of God to their world, into their situations, into their daily lives, and how we can sort of try and do the same so we can pick up little things and go, oh, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way. So there's a whole, um, there's a whole series of these coming up. Last week, I, uh, I mentioned the C word, didn't I? I mentioned the C word, and what happened? We got mince pies! <laughs> Yay! Even better! So last week, Mick, Mick introduced the theme of as reflections on Stephen and how he gave himself... Even to the point of surrendering his life, he was willing to take on a responsibility. The apostles were there, and they decided that you know it's not for us to do these tasks of uh, feeding the poor, distributing food amongst the um, amongst the widows, helping orphans. He said, "It's not our task." I'll our task its not more important, but we feel we're called to preach and pray. And so they gave Stephen, actually Stephen stood up and he went, you know, I'll be one of those. I'll be one of those that helps with that. I'll take that responsibility. I don't mind. That's fine. And, and Mick, last week, was sharing that, you know, he doesn't mind, if necessary, cleaning the toilets. He's not above it. He's He's just like, it needs doing. So there's things that we're going to be looking at all these people in, uh, in Acts. This just goes, you know, really, we could do that. We could leave the elders to preach and pray. And so from this small act, Stephen, um, he, was, he was doing this, but from this small act, all of a sudden he started, he got extra gifts. God gave him extra gifts of Oh, I can, I can pray for that. Oh, I prayed for that person. Something's happened. Oh, my word. Um, what if I pray for that person over there? Oh. All of a sudden, God started giving him miraculous things to do. He was just going, come on. I just want you to do that. Go out and pray for that person. Go out and do that for that person. Go while you're distributing the food. Just go, oh, bless you. All of a sudden, you start blessing people. If you just say, bless you, bless you, be blessed. And you find that actually they are. And so today we're going to have a look at a guy who's mentioned in three of Paul's letters, those being 1 Corinthians, Galatians, Colossians. And he's got a major role to play in Acts. Characteristics include sympathy. Broad-mindedness, spirit-filled, trustworthy, self-supporting. He was in looks compared to Zeus at one place. He adapted to missionary work and he had the gift of exhortation and was an inspiring influence. He went on he was the first companion of Paul and accompanied him on his first missionary um, journey to Antioch. And he got top billing. Fancy getting top billing above Paul. I mean, wow. (laughs) Hey, you know what, guys? This is what it's going to be like. He was a Levite. He was a descendant. He was from the tribe of Levi, a tribe blessed by God. They were chosen as priests to look after the tabernacle. You can read all about that in uh, Numbers. He was from Cyprus. It's all right. Nice place to come from. And his name is Joseph, or better known as Barnabas. See, everybody's just gone, oh, it's Joseph. No. <laughs> Acts 4 36 37. Thus, Joseph, who was also called by the disciples Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus. Sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. This is where we're first introduced to him. Well, we're first introduced to Joseph, but then we're introduced. Hey, I tell you what, let's just change your name, shall we? Oh, okay, then. that's all right. What was he doing in Jerusalem? Well, because, because it was from um, the tribe of Levi, maybe it was his turn to work in the temple. Might be just his turn to go. You Cy- Cypriot lot, your turn to come across and just work in the temple and look after that. We don't actually know. It doesn't actually say. He might have been on vacation. Lots of people go, come from Cyprus as well as go to Cyprus. He might have been taking a gap year. Who knows? We don't even know his age, let's be honest. Whatever his reason for being in Jerusalem, he must have known or found out, about these believers, them dangerous believers, those people who are talking in the temple and, and stirring people up and um, and annoying the scribes and the Pharisees. And he's just like, oh, you know what? Something inside me is triggering off here. Something inside me is, oh, what they're saying, what they're doing. Is it in a chord here? You probably heard Peter's testimony and the way he spoke to the council. Something about them, something inside of him went, yeah, my decision now is to go all in. My decision now is to go all in. He has a field. doesn't say... (laughs) It doesn't say he sold everything. It says he sold a field. Right? And he goes and sells it, and then he brings all the money, lays it at the apostles' feet. Why, Why would you want to do that? Unless what they're saying resonates. Nothing that Mick or Steve say. Will get you to do anything, unless something resonates inside. No matter what they no matter what they tell you, this is what we should be doing. Unless it's inside, and you do go, wow, something there is just resonating with me. It's time for me to go all in. So he sells this, and he thinks, you know, it's more important. What's more important? Looking after a load of dead objects in the temple is it's. Some- Or doing that, looking after people, is that going to be it? So he comes and he goes, right, I've seen other people doing this. I've got a field. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to feel what I'm going to do. Sorry, you're going to be an elder here. You're going to be an apostle. He just goes, (laughs) (laughs) hope you don't mind. Um, He goes, yeah, there you go. I've done the deal. There's the money. It's at your feet now. Because something inside of him said, What you're doing is important. Right? What you need is important. So I've got all this spur field. I'm not doing anything with it, but it's now for you. So I'm gonna lay it at your feet. So it does that. It's an easy encouragement, really. It's one way we encourage the elders. It's one way he encouraged the elders. Extra, give it. Contrast that with the way that Ananias and um, Sapphira thought at the beginning of chapter 5, where they sold some property, thinking, yep, we're all in. Sell the property. I'll just put some there for me. And now I'll come and lay the rest at your feet. God knows your heart. And they ended up losing their lives. They didn't want to go all in. They want to go, oh, I'll tell you what, mate, I'm just going to give you a part of it because I'm not really sure about you yet. You know, like Stephen, the act that Stephen did and what that led on to, Barnabas did the same. And I don't think either of them knew that was going to happen. Because Barnabas went, don't need it, give it to you. And God went, right, my plan for you now is this. It led on to something much bigger than the little act that he thought he was doing. We don't... Tend to have the money talk too many times in churches. You might have had one here, but I don't know. and um, but it's important, it's important that we bring our tithe to God. You know, it was it was laid down Malachi 3, uh, 6 to 12. God says, Stop robbing me, will you? Would you just stop robbing me? Look, I've given you everything. I in fact, I own everything. It's all mine, but you think you're going to keep some from me. So stop robbing me. Just bring what you owe. What I, it's all I desire is 10%. That's all I really desire, just 10% just to come in. Bring it into the storehouse. Bring it in so that people can get fed. You know, you've given so much to buy this building. I understand that. I understand how much people have given to buy this building. And I honor you. I honor the church. Because we weren't part of the church. We've only been here just over a year now. We weren't part of the church when you when this was coming up. So I honor you in all that. But what I think what I think um, Barnabas was doing was not actually looking at the building. He was looking at what the apostles needed to continue the work of feeding the poor, helping the widows, helping the orphans, and doing that. So it wasn't really, oh, we got this building. No, it's, it's like, no, there's the basic rules of we need to look after people. We really need to look after people. And you're good at it in Weymouth Family Church. You are good at looking after people. You really are. So, when we give, and it's an important lesson to teach our children as well. You know, wow, can I have this? For... It's coming up the C word again. All right. It's coming Oh, can we have this? For... Can we have that? Can we have that? Can we have... No. No. Let's just have this talk. Are you giving your 10% of what you get? So, so you know, parents going, are you giving 10% of what you get? Into what God wants you to have. It's a difficult, it's a really difficult subject. Jesus preached on it more than anything else. It's a really difficult subject to talk about. Can we have money? It's not really, can we have money? It's are you honoring God with it? Are you just going to give them because of our work that we need to do? Are we honoring God? Because at the end of that chapter, that passage in Malachi. God says, you bring it in, I'm going to bless you. You're nodding at the back there, aren't you? Because you know it. You bring it in, I'm going to bless you more than you ever know or could understand. Do you get that bit? Do you get that? More than you could ever... Build a storehouse to contain it. I'm going to give you more than that. So we give. God gives us. We give. God gives us more. We give. It's that whole cycle. It's a whole cycle of it. God is going to throw open the floodgates of heaven to bless you. To bless you. So back to Barnabas. Those first two verses, chapter four, that we, we met him. Um, so there he is. He's just doing, laid it, laid them, laid the money down, and just said, "Hey, you know, I'm just going to work with you." But I think the apostles were also keeping an eye on him because I think he, <laughs> imagine the scene. All right, imagine the scene. All right, there's the apostles and everybody's around. They're all around and they're going. Hey, Joseph! No, no, not you. Uh, No, not you. Him, you, Joseph, you, over there. Oh, it's getting complicated now. Come here, come here, Joseph. Right, we've been keeping our eye on you. We've been watching what you do. But also, we'd like to change your name. (laughs) Just calling everybody Joseph. He's just getting so confusing. We're going to change your name. How about Barnabas? I wonder if you thought, Barnabas? Really? He said, yeah, but it's a good, it's good. Why is it good? Because it means son of encouragement. Ooh, ooh. So what do you reckon? What do you reckon? Son of encouragement. Just fancy that? 1989 and 1990, Karen and I were at Bible College in Derbyshire. And part of the course, we were to go out on mission. Uh, I think we were in Nottingham. I'm not quite sure on that, I think. Hold! Oh, don't hold me down to that. I think we're in Nottingham. And um, first, um, first, first, come and meet the team. Morning, Saturday morning, coffee morning. Hurrah! Another coffee morning. Yay! And uh, one guy came up to me. He's a big lad. I can't even remember his name, but he was a big lad. And he said, "You Treff, you make it look so easy just chatting to people." Well, it's just people. People, aren't they really? Make it so easy, though. I'm, <laughs> I really don't know what to say. And uh, so he's carrying a plate with a piece of cake. And I went, Did you see that piece of cake? And, mm, yeah, i take a bite of it. Now go and find the person who made it. So i would be going, mm, 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 mm. Did you make this cake? And she would say, Fantastic. I'm glad you know the answer. And he'd go, Wow, thank you so much. And then he came back and he said, Now nah, what do I do? I went, Get another piece of cake did you make this cake? No. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> did your wife make this cake? Yes. Fantastic. Even better, you see. So it's just like, did you get to eat the cake that your wife made? No, yours. Oh, I made it. Yay. Yay. So she doesn't make your cake. Oh, But it was a way of just looking at his problem, just got I don't know what to say, just going, look, you love cake. Just go and find that. Just say thank you. He went through about seven cakes. As I say, it was a big lunch, so that was And that's what he did. But he needed somebody just to look at his situation and just go, hey, your encouragement is go and find that person, go and find that person with all this cake. And after the week had finished, so we held a meeting after the week had finished, you know, a quick roundup of what was going on. And um, Heather, who was our second year uh, team leader, um, she said, uh, she said, she points at me and she said, you're a Barnabas. Pardon? No. She says, yeah, you yeah, are. Well, you're a Barnabas. Why? She said, because all week, all you've been doing is going up to the team and just going, how are you doing? You all right? And you just said something and you've all of a sudden they've gone and done something. And that's all you've been doing is just saying, how are you doing? Are you okay? So you become a Barnabas by just doing things like that. I think Joseph was pleased. I know I was. But what you start is when you do anything in God's kingdom, God will look at your lives and say, hey, you're doing this. So now I'm going to give you something else to do. I'm going to move you from that to that. All right. So Elaine said, have you got a scripture? And I went, no, I haven't. It's sort of more of an amble through a big chunk of axe. Because after that, So, after they just met and he just laid down his food, we don't, uh, laid down the money, we don't actually hear him until chapter nine. Quick, small, very verse, a little verse. And a lot of times passed, a lot of things have happened. And uh, (laughs) he sort of introduces the apostles to the one person that they don't really want to meet because he takes the side of Saul's changed name, Paul. He goes, guys, you need to listen to him. Now, three years earlier, he was just killing Christians all over the place. Conversion, testimony. And he said, he said guys, I, <laughs> you know, I'd like you just to encourage you to just take this bloke on, really. Just take him on because what's happened to him, what God has done in his life and how he's changed and how he's just working big, miraculous things and going. He's just fantastic. I encourage you to get behind him. And from that, you then jump into chapter 11. So more things happen. So chapter 11, verses 19 to 30, Barnabas is sent to Antioch because so he's in Jerusalem. He's sent to Antioch because the church is amazing in Antioch. Things are happening. And the guys in Jerusalem said, we, we need somebody. Oh, Barnabas, you're the guy. Go and have a quick amble. One of Elaine's 200-mile ambles. Let's just go and have a two. Just go there because something's happening. We need to know. So he's, 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 up, in, <laughs> he's up in Antioch and uh, and he goes, Oh, I'll tell you, you need Paul here. So then he goes to Tarsus, whichever way to go, whichever which, which, he's going. And he goes to Tarsus and goes, Paul, I need you here. I need you now in Antioch. And they stayed with the church for like a whole year. So then they go back to, it's, it's up and down all this place, it goes back to Jerusalem and then go back to Antioch. And then the Holy Spirit says, set them aside because I want them to go on a bit of a jaunt. So Antioch, back to Cyprus, so they, they, they land on the Turkish end of Cyprus, then go to the Cypriot end of Cyprus, before it was all you know, separate, so, so that. Then they go up to uh, a different Antioch, which is up in Pisidia, and then on, in Chapter 14, onto Iconium Lystra, and I pronounce it Derby, but I'm sure it's not Derby. Derby, I think it's Derb. And then they come back. They did an awful lot of work together to further the kingdom. But what strikes a chord with me after reading these chapters is this. Last week, Mick gave us a quick overview of Stephen's life. And it words in front of the council. And <laughs> there, was, there was there was a bit of a, uh, I had to rewrite this one because all of a sudden what I'd said was, um, Stephen's word in the front of the council, but then they led Mick out and stoned him. I went, No, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mick stayed in church, didn't he? Right. So they took Stephen out and they stoned him and he gave his life. But then the people came and laid their coats and everything in front of Saul. If it wasn't for Saul, I think you touched on this last week, the church wouldn't have expanded. Because people scattered, as you would do if somebody's after you with a big sword and a big knife and this, that, and the other. Let's scatter. We scatter, we scatter, we scatter. Barnabas and Paul went to those people that Paul had caused to scatter. That's how the church carried on. They went to the scattering. Those people who thought they might have been alone. One guy we really don't want to see is Paul, because he's the cause of this. But they went. So Barnabas and Paul went. So the people who may have thought they were alone in the world because I'm sure they didn't have big buildings and churches and this. Thing. They were just gathering together in small groups as churches, you know, as people, as believers. They needed to know that they were not alone or forgotten. 2007, we went for a three months supposedly backpacking trip, but it's the poshest backpackers I've ever been in. <laughs> well, en suite backpacking really so so we went on australia new zealand and a bit of asia and um we decided that we'd go to churches and we thought what we'd do is we'd go to some nfi churches because we're now part of nfi and um so we we was in brisbane and we said well let's go to this one in brisbane okay let's go to this in brisbane (sighs) address all right find it on a map oh oh. Carol, we need a book we need to get up early we need a bus, and <clears throat> we got a, we get off that bus. Then there's a phone by the bus stop that rings your taxi. Brilliant idea, that, you get off the bus. Oh, ta- hello, give us a taxi. Um, to go to there, and then they put a big road in the middle, so then we had to come all the way back down this road, and then back up. And it was a, it was a trial, wasn't it, really? It was a bit of a good grief. It's like walking from here to Dorchester just to find a house somewhere. And it was so, so we pulled upside this house. And uh, I was paying the guy, and, and um, Karen said, it's all right, there's a guitar playing. <laughs> it sounds like they're worshipping God. Yay, that's good. And uh, we had a brilliant time. There were about 20 people, including kids. They'd just come back from holiday the day before. But we'd searched them out. We'd searched out these people in this church. And so I thought, that was good. And then on the way back, these two girls gave us a lift. And they said, you know, you... <laughs> I don't think you've realized this, but you don't actually know what you've done. Go, oh, we just came to worship. Well, actually, you've done far more than that. You've let them know that they're not forgotten. Because this was just before NFI split into speed, didn't they? They were just all over the place. And they said, you've let us know that the church in England, NFI, has not forgotten us you've just thought you was just coming to church. But really, if you think, you've come a heck of a lot of miles from England just to come and spend two hours with us. And they were like, wow. I mean, we just going, good. Because <laughs> there's not a lot you can say, is there really? Good, that's all right. But there are people who can feel forgotten. Uh, I mentioned uh, a little while ago that, I'm just going to mention it again. There's an awful lot of people in the church who feel forgotten. There can be people in the church who totally feel forgotten because they feel like they're just on the sidelines. I think there are times when, now this is me speaking, all right, this is me speaking, it's not... Anybody hasn't spoken to, you, but there's a, there's a time when we can just focus too much on what's out there and not focus on the people in the church. And I don't mean focus as in, yes, we've just got to do this. I mean, yes, Jesus said that poor are always going to be with you, but you need to just look after these people in here as well. You know, it's, it's just, it's one of the, it's one of sort, sort of my little, if I dare say it, it's a bugbear, it's not a bugbear, but it's just it's something that I feel that it's part of me being a Barabbas and a Barabbas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get out of church! You're all dead. Get out. So this is a, a Barnabas. Let's go up to Barnabas. I knew mean, we should have changed his name again. So by now he should have just changed his name again. But but, uh, but it's, this, it's 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 my my bit of Barnabas. Um, it's just like coming to the church and seeing the people in the church every time. It's not really doing a great deal, I don't believe, but it's, people, it's coming into the church and seeing the people who are in the church. It's like your elder, you preach and look, and you've got a lot of other things. So you're looking for the, the, the next section, which is the people who will do that for you, aren't you? You, you know, you're going to, try and concentrate on that a bit I think but it's the people who just come in and if, even the people who come into our connect groups because you'll always get somebody quiet in a connect group who will just hey uh, it's coffee yeah coffee tea coffee yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. fine I'm just going to sit here because you lot get on with the meeting. I'm not going to say anything at all. I'll just, oh, thank you, bye. What a lovely meeting that was. And it's just like, really? You just need to come to that person and go, hey, guys, um, shut up. I'm just going to talk to this person here. I have said that before now. I've said it in some connect groups. Just go, listen, we just need to hear this person. Sometimes it frightens the life out of me. But it just gets them, oh, yeah, you haven't forgot me then, have you? Well, no, I haven't forgot you. I just need to build you up a little bit more from where you are to where God wants you to be. So a few years ago, a couple that we know uh, set up an organization called Encourage International, Kevin and Michelle, great friends of ours, and uh, their whole Program is built around just going to churches and encouraging the churches. It's not about taking over, completely not about taking over. They will go in and they'll go work with the church and they'll meet with the elders and the elders will say, Oh, what do you want? And she's just go, right. <laughs> oh, Well, how about let's start with preaching? Yeah, we can preach. That's fine. What about leading worship? Yeah, we can lead worship. Okay, that's good. What about leading a small group? Yeah, we can lead a small group. Can you? Oh, yeah. All right. What about leading the midway? Yeah, we can do that. What about, yeah, we can do that. We're not taking over. But what we want you to do is work alongside us. So we're not coming in to do your work. You do your work because you do it better. We're coming in to encourage you to do your work. You see? And so they, they spent uh Over the last majority of the last year, they spent it in Cyprus, working with the church there. Um, But the elders of the church don't want them to do anything, which is a bit difficult because the church, actually the people of the church, want them to do things. So they've sort of had to say, all right, if you don't want us to do that, we're going to do this thing here. You don't want to grow. That's between you two. But your church does. And so they come in and they encourage the church just to be the church. From a small act of, hey, I just want, should we just do an encouragement thing here, Michelle, Kevin? Uh, Oh, yeah, I think so. What do you reckon? What should we call it? How about let's just call it Encourage International. So they went to Cyprus. In between being in Cyprus, Michelle's, been over in Australia. They've been over in Ireland. The conference. They're dealing with the church in Plymouth. Um, somewhere else in Cornwall. They've been to London. So they're not going. Hey, we're you know, we're in Cyprus. So this is it. We're not going anywhere else. They're going. No, we're in Cyprus just to get you to build you up. And it's exactly what Paul and Barnabas did. They went to strengthen the churches. It say, doesn't say anywhere that they came in and go, hey, we're here. Yeah, Do as we say. It's like, no, we're just going to build you up. We're going to look at everything and start building you up. I think one encouragement for both Mick and Steve would be um, that if everybody associated with Weymouth Family Church would be here on a Sunday morning. Because I don't think there's going to be much room for anybody else, to be honest. If you just think everybody associated it, you just go, right, just come here every Sunday morning. For, let's say, I don't know, let's just go for three months, just go, that's just my thought, all right. Everybody turned up on a Sunday morning. It'd be brilliant. How about everybody turning up on that first prayer night, that Wednesday evening, and just go, hey, you know, doesn't this remind you of the church when it started in Acts? where everybody met together. It's a heck of an encouragement for these guys because, sure, I mean, if I was Mick Steve or a leader, I'd just go, all right, where is everybody? But God brings in those he wants to talk to. You know. and, uh, and likewise for, for connect groups, wouldn't it be brilliant if your connect group just came and just, hey, we're there. Those Wednesdays, we are going to be there. Wouldn't that encourage your connect leaders? Wouldn't it encourage your connect leaders if, I mean, I'm speaking as a connect leader myself, and another, I'm not bigging up ours, Alan, but I am really. Um, <laughs> <Anna>. <laughs> and he's just like, hey, guys, I'm coming in, but I'm not going to do all the evenings for you. I, uh, I said to them the other way, I said, right, I'm not going to just be the one who just gets... To say right, you need to do we're doing coffees on Sunday morning's like mm, doing coffee like, no bless Christine I said, I want somebody to take on ringing everybody up just organizing milk what a, bless Christine within fifteen seconds she went I'll do that encouragement because it just sometimes it's a small job isn't it just ringing people up and just going hey can you do this? Can you do that? Yeah, I can. Great stuff. I, asked, I said to Dan, Dan, would you, because we was on holiday the I said, Dan, would you just ring around everybody? Say, just because I'm on holiday doesn't mean the Connect's on holiday. All right? Dan, ring everybody up. Just say, you've got to all meet. It's an encouragement to them, isn't it? It's an encouragement to them. The only excuse I led off our Connect group he said, if they're not in the country, and well, they have to send a sick note, <laughs> signed by both parents, <laughs> which doesn't let them off many Wednesdays, does it? Really, but it's. Uh, and I understand. I understand that with, with everything. Sunday mornings, Wednesday evenings. I understand totally that there's unavoidable situations. I get that. But some reasons for just going. Oh, it's Wednesday. I'm not picking on you, Anton, but I'm not. I'm just going to mention you, all right. Oh, you know, football's on. Is that really? Football? And, and, and I, mean, I did, to be honest, I did change. Oh, I'm going to redeem myself here. I did change it when England were playing one night, didn't I, really, in the World Cup. I said, we'll meet on Tuesday instead. So we did. So that was it. I'm not getting out of it. So this is it. But it's encouragement and and Barnabas, that was him. It was just total encouragement for the churches. He took someone along with him who was Paul, who said, I've got this great testimony. And it's like, fantastic. Now, guys, I think he needed Barnabas. I really think he needed Barnabas because Barnabas would have been the one that encouraged the church to listen to him. And I think also that Paul missed Barnabas when they split up. Because otherwise, he wouldn't have written him in the letters. I think something of Barnabas, the spirit of Barnabas, was in Paul to encourage. If you probably read all of his letters, there's always that encouragement at the end. Encourage. And I think that rubbed off on Paul. And we, we, we here can all give encouragement. We can all give encouragement, a well done, a thank you. You did great. We can all give that encouragement. But I think being an encourager is slightly different. So I've got about two minutes. and We can all give encouragement. So um, think of it this way. If you encourage somebody to drive, they need a driving instructor to teach them. If you encourage your children to go to school, the children need a teacher to teach them. If you go into a church, you need an encourager. If you, sorry, if you get a, uh, somebody to become a Christian, you need an encourager to go, hey, this is the way. Let me show you this. There's one question that you should never, ever ask. Never, ever, 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 ever ask it. Never ask it. How are you doing? Oh, sorry, I've asked it. How are you doing? Never ask that question, because if you haven't got time to listen to the answer, what's the point of the person? Uh, majority of the time will go, hey, how are you doing? They'll go, yeah, that's fine. And you just walk past an opportunity that sometimes you'll say is about that person, you know, they're really not fine. You haven't given me the time to explain. Being an encourager in the church as well, is you just got to give people the time just to explain things sometimes. You look at a person and you go, "What's? I can see you're not really that fine. There's just something about you. Let's have a coffee." But it's the other. You've just got to shut up as well. Oh yeah, really? Because if you're just encouraging people all the time, you don't you don't actually allow. This, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah, well, I've had a really bad week, you know. I was just like, just that like, and just like, you, you were right. Yeah, that's fine. Sis. that's good. Let me tell you about my week. And just go. You've never given him a chance to speak. So we just need to shut up part of the time, don't we? Really. We do. We do. It's lovely telling people about your Christian faith, but it, it's it's sometimes you just need to go. How you, How's your daily life? how's your daily life give the person the time give the person the time if we're struggling with our faith we don't need people to say what you need to do i'll point you sorry point to me. what you need to do is you need to read your bible 12 hours a day if you're struggling with your also, what you need to do is pray four hours in the morning and then pray six hours at night. Really? Really? What for? Well, you know, that's just not going to bless you at all. You're just going to feel worse. Aren't you really? And there's, there's, <laughs> there's enough misery out there with a, without it coming in here and going, no, I'll tell you what you've got to do. You've got to do this, you've got to do that. Just doesn't work. We just got to give people the time. I'm just gonna finish with this. I was once told that I didn't take sin seriously enough. It's a good one wasn't it that one, it? Trevor. Yes, you don't, and this was by a leader. You don't take sin seriously enough. Right, no lot. I'll just go away and think about this, shall I? You better have. So I came to this conclusion. I may not look or act. I take sin seriously enough. Honestly, <laughs> I don't it, if that's what people think. I don't. But I take the grace that God's given me. I take the mercy that he's poured out on my life every day. I take the, 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 the act of Jesus dying on a cross and taking my sin away. I take that far more seriously. And Jesus says, I've come to give you life. I've come to set you free. If you want to stay miserable like this, that's up to you. But in me, you've got freedom. We need to do that for people. So for for me, listen, I'm totally over time by a minute, all right? So, but what, but what I'd really like to do, what, what I'd really like to do is if you're up for some encouragement, right? and, and I've, I really want to see if we can get everybody involved in this. So everybody should be covered. I'm going to just say to you now that if you want some encouragement, God loves you so much. If nobody comes up to you, God loves you so very much. He sent his son to die on a cross for you who loves you so very much. He sent his Holy Spirit to be with you, to encourage you now. That's it. So if you're up for a bit of encouragement, just go around the room. Just, anchor, just say, Fred, well done. There's people who do teas, coffees, PA, toilets, everything in this, Just go up to somebody and say, thank you for doing that. Just thank you for doing it. It might even be that you just need to go up to somebody and there's there's nothing, there's nothing. It might be that you just need to go up to somebody and you just take their hand. You don't really need to say anything because God knows what's going on. And you just need to take a hand. It could even be a look. My wife's got some brilliant looks. She's got, I mean, you know, she's got some brilliant looks, but she's got some looks that could kill me sometimes. You know, but, you know, it might even be that you might need to just go to your husband or wife. God works in the mysterious, all right? So it might just be that you need to go up to your wife or your husband and just go, thanks, thanks. Cooking my breakfast and thanks for making the bed every week. Thanks for doing this, thanks for doing that. It might just be something. So all right. So I'm gonna close because I think Barnabas the encourager is the encouragement for us. Alright, so teas and coffees are gonna come up. Mick's gonna say something. Yes, it's, uh...